think my favorite and uh, wildest story is when I first started at the carrier and I had a lady, she was 83 or 84. She came into my office and we were all having a little uh, meeting with the three LSPs. And all of a sudden she says to me, who's the owner? And I said, that's me. And she said, I need to talk to you because I don't want you as my owner. First of all, I didn't like your picture that they sent to me. And second of all, I didn't pick the owner. So I want to go somewhere else. So I called her into my office. We sat down and I said to her, "Um, what's troubling you? She said, Paul, my son just died in California. So I got in my car and I went to see him. But the problem was I'd actually gotten hit the week before, drove by, hit my car and I had to have it fixed. I kept the, the rental car longer than the 30 days. And the actual carrier said to me, we're not going to go over the 30-day limit. You're going to have to pay for that extra day. And she, first of all, was mad because of that. And then second, because carrier said to her, this is going to be your new agent. You're going to have to grin and bear it. So I think she was grieving. She was upset about her car being hit when she came from church. And number three, she didn't know who I was and didn't know if I could actually help her. So to make a long story short, we actually called the firm (laughs) and said, hey, could you give her one more day? Her son had passed away and she was over in California across the country and she needed that time, that 30 days to get him buried and and they actually allowed it to happen. And wow. we are close as this now. I'm nice. not an issue. She pays on time, doesn't have an issue. She actually will come to the office when she did and she's never had an issue with us going forward. That so was a heck of a story. welcome to the agency moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and speaking of agency, I am with the Woodburn Agency and I'm an insurance dude. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Boom! Boom. <laughs> Love so, it. I'll tell you a secret. When a client walks in to Jason's office and says, who is the owner? I need to talk to the owner. And he's the one standing there. He will say, hold on. Let me go see if I can find her. And then he'll run away. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what? That's not too far from the truth. <laughs> right. You maybe you don't say her, but I, I think I, I would say her. her in just to really, really make sure that they're clear it's not you <laughs> that's funny uh that's that funny. Is too funny yeah. cool well welcome paul i was super excited to Thank have you. this chat today i love your background if you're listening you don't get to see the awesome picture of saint thomas in the background that's the u.s virgin islands right that is correct my yeah. home state or i shouldn't say state so help me understand because you said something about philadelphia earlier uh-huh and <laughs> then you're saying saint thomas and my understanding okay. is they're nowhere near each other. They're a little far apart. Yeah. Okay. Would say, you, you would be correct. You probably got an A in geography, I would say. No. Oh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I highly doubt that. You didn't get an A. I went through the American <laughs> school system. We don't know anything. <laughs> so do you live in St. Thomas? I went to school on St. Thomas. And my parents said, hey, you're going to college. And I said, okay. And we had someone come down from Wisconsin for college day because we couldn't go anywhere. It's just too expensive, obviously to go anywhere to actually uh, look for colleges. So they said, hey, Paul, why don't you come to Wisconsin? Snow is just like sand, just a little colder. Just take that in for for one minute. It's like sand, just a little colder. And you send me to Wisconsin. 
I've never heard that one. That is hilarious. Very optimistic way to describe it. But here's the thing. Me being, I was a biology pre-med major with minor. So for me, I said, I'm a smart kid. Here's what I'm going to do. I know water freezes at 32 degrees. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down to my little supermarket, get me a jean jacket. That's what I said. Get me a jean (laughs) jacket. I went back home. I put it on. I opened my freezer and I said, you know what? It couldn't ever get colder than it does in that ice freezer that I have. And it just I opened the freezer and I'm like, I'm still warm. Yeah. I'll be okay in Wisconsin. It's easy. Minus 20 degrees. No one told like- me about windshield. So there's oh, windshield. Yeah. Nobody ever says anything. And I wish I could have found that lady, that recruiter that got six of us to go to Wisconsin. That's that how it so started. Funny. We need her to work at the office selling insurance. <laughs> she probably could. Yeah. <laughs> She'd do yeah. a great job. <laughs> you fly down to an island and tell people to move to Wisconsin. Unbelievable. And we felt that is it. crazy. That's a tougher sell than insurance. Yeah. We felt well, we didn't know. We had no inkling as to what was going on. We didn't know when she, like I say stuff to my mom now, and I said, Hey mom, it's 20 degrees today. And she'll say, Uh, oh, okay. She doesn't know. It's 88. How do you compare right. 88 every day to 20 degrees? She doesn't know. And it's and always 88, right? And it's always 88. Exactly. Well, at 88. nighttime, she gets a little cold. It gets to 80 at nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> She's freezing at 80 degrees at nighttime. So that's the kind of stuff we had to deal with. I think I couldn't stay there any longer. And I moved to Pennsylvania to finish out my college career. And that's how I met a young lady. And, uh, and I stayed. So you stayed at so Philly. that's kind of my... Super cool. So, so I stayed in Philadelphia, in suburbs of Philadelphia. So yeah. Gino's or what's the other one? Gino's or is it Pat's? Are the two cheesesteak places? Is it Pat's? I would say Gino's, but for me, I usually don't go to either one. Um, just that's to be, tourist, to huh? be honest. That's more of a tourist, yeah. Yeah, tourist yeah. spot. Kind of like uh, so, when I lived in Seattle. It's watching the guys throw the fish. <laughs> right, the I fish mean, market. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? It is kind of cool. I've seen people throw yeah. fish before. I don't know why they throw those fish. Where are we going? <laughs> yeah, so, same thing. Dude, I love St. Thomas. My first daughter, but right before she was born, we had friends that went out on a cruise ship in the Bahamas and my wife was pregnant and was throwing up so she couldn't go. And like a bonehead, I went, which I couldn't get away with that these days. That's for sure. I went for a week and we went to St. Thomas and St. Martin. Is that St. Martin? It just depends on your, yeah, St. Martin. Yeah. Well, anyways, dude, I came back from there and I, I told my wife, I said, we're moving. We're, we're moving to St. Thomas. Like, this is the best place I've ever been. <laughs> is it like Puerto Rico for tax stuff? No, I don't know why Puerto Rico has that great tax shelter, but we're a territory. So I don't think Puerto Rico is a territory. Unlike Puerto Rico, we're a territory, so we're subsidized by the U.S. government. I think it's Puerto Rico so is a territory. Nice. It's not a state, huh. but I did go to the U.S. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? It yeah, could be a company. It? Maybe Same it's a company. Thing. They do not have well, that uh, tax. Expert. So you were going to be a doctor, and instead you yep. became a doctor of insurance. Correct. How was that and journey? That's like- I, did that, I started off. And then they said, you have to do six more years of college. I said, (laughs) come on. That's too long. I got to find something to do and I got to find it quick. So I actually started. Six uh, more years of college is just like four years of college, just colder. (laughs) (laughs) You should have been there to to, uh... (laughs) do problem. Just do it. It's just a little colder. (laughs) Recruit me. You should have been there to recruit me like the lady from Wisconsin. (laughs) You should have been there to recruit me. Anyway, so after college, I decided I'm going to get a job somewhere. 
and then uh, I'll branch out. So I actually found a job. It wasn't in a hospital. It was actually, and this used to be my pickup line. I know this doesn't work now. You're not allowed to do it. It's against the rules. But I would say at bars, hey, you, I test birth control pills. And I'd be I'd get the little, you test birth control pills? Of course. So my job at that point in time was working in the lab and get all the birth control pills. And we had to make sure that the estrogen was enough in each batch so that if somebody sued, they would be able to say, hey, it's not us, it's you. We have essentially the same exact amount of estrogen or whatever it is in, in each batch that we need. And you just have to go pound sand and be happy you're pregnant. So for me, I was the tester of the birth control pills. And I'm going to die saying that to my dispatch. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm not going to say all so, the things that have just gone through my mind right now. I know. You can't, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> You got to get you guys out of on radio. 2023. I want you guys to get banned over the airways. So yeah, that was just like I said, that was a different time, a different <laughs> space, and you could get away with saying stuff like that. But now I would never. I'm part of their organization, moved to Puerto Rico to try and get the pills to be cheaper. And I was out of a job because last one hired, first one to let go. Mm. And back that time, there was no career builders. There was no Indeed. There was no none of those. And I eventually found a firm said to me, hey, we're going to have you sitting there at a desk. We're not going to pay you as much. But the good thing is you're going to get to talk to a lot of rich people. So I said, I'd do that. So I sat there and I would just get calls and the calls would come in. There was no script. Your training was by fire. And I'd sit there from eight to six o'clock every single day and take calls. Hey, I'd like to run an illustration for a hundred thousand for Craig. Could you do that for me? And I'd go there and I'd send it to them. They call me back. Hey, Paul, that actually worked. Could you send me another quote for Jason, 100000 so I can put that poll? That worked. And I did that for a while. And the owners of the company came to me and said, hey, Paul, you've reached your ceiling. And I knew nothing about annuities, stocks and bonds, mutual funds. I just went there because I needed to get another job and I had loans to pay. So I'm there working. And he said, hey, Paul, we have positions that are around the country that you can actually do this as opposed to being internally. You can do it as an external and I said to him, and this is how I just happenstance to fall into this for 25 years. They just said, hey, Paul, you can do this outside of the company and we're going to pay you. So they said to me, hey, Paul, um, and this is where my U.S. education came in. Sorry to say that. This is where my U.S. education came in. They said, hey, we're going to move you to Washington. And I'm looking, oh, we're in Pennsylvania. Oh, it's right, right, right nearby. I'll take Washington any day. Yeah, Washington, D.C., I'm in. And they said, no, 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 Paul. It's Seattle, Washington. So I'm like, Seattle, Washington? What in God's name are you talking about Seattle, Washington? I have, I don't know anything about Seattle. I don't know anything. And I had just gotten married. So I got to convince my wife, like that lady convinced me, to move from Pennsylvania, where her family is, Oof. to move to Seattle. That's and tough by one. the way, Jason, yep. by the way, Jason, she's pregnant. Uh. So... That's not happening. <laughs> I'm trying to sell her a moving to Seattle. We moved to Seattle. So I'm just going to say it happened. It worked. Um, oh, wow. And we moved to Seattle and we were in Seattle almost five years. And we had, and when I first started the territory, it was actually, I think I was number 34 out of 35 when I started. We ended up in that five-year time frame becoming number seven in the country out of probably 135 people like myself. Uh, wow. So we did pretty good. I can't complain. And I'll tell you this. Look to me, you'll find out that everything is always half full. My glass is always half full. It doesn't matter what happens. I think I won in life just by what I accomplished already. 
anything I was working on borrowed time because life has been good to me and I can't complain. I cannot complain. So for me, that 34 out of 35 territory, I wasn't happy about. And you're going to move me from Pennsylvania all the way to Seattle as my prize. And I'm like, <laughs> why would you send me there? I'm one of your best internal people. And you're going to reward me by sending me to the 34 out of 35 territory. But it wasn't worked. You just have to persevere. And if you talk to enough people, you do now, it turns around. So that's kind of been my mindset. And that's what kind Love of it. got me into this. Too. So, so take us from there. How did you get into the agency that you're in today? Okay. So great question. The market went south. 2001 happened. And the investment firm I was working with decided that, hey, Paul, we're going to give you less of a territory and less of a territory in space and less product. So they cut my territory in half, cut my products that I sold in half. And my wife's grandma was gravely ill and she would fly back and forth. She was pregnant and she had our little guy and she'd fly back and forth from Seattle all the way to Pennsylvania and it's a flight. So it became tough and it didn't make economical sense. So I said to them, hey guys, I'm glad for the opportunity. I hate to leave you guys after 10 years, but I do have to do what's best in my family's interest. I came back and I looked for something. I found another investment gig, of course. And I stayed there for a little bit until the market tanked again. And this time I'm getting a little older. My kids are almost teenagers um, getting ready to go to college. And I had to decide whether I can go on this roller coaster as much as I did now. Because I went somewhere else and I was the number one um, person for them. The problem is once you get cost cutting, they cost cut. And you're part of the cost cutting, even if you did well. So what determines that I can stay with the company, even if I do as much as I can? What determines that? Results. Yeah. If the results are there and I still get cut, I got to find a new solution. So for me, I said, I'm not going to keep doing this over and over again. I got to decide that I'm going to try and fend for myself. And if I succeed, I succeed and it's my doing and I get to reap the benefits of it. And if I don't succeed, that's on me too. But at least I'm not going to fire myself for being successful. So that's how I got into this. And I tried a whole couple. I'm not going to give out all the results because I thought they were really good. But I'll tell you one. I tried to go into Chick-fil-A. I don't know if you know how Chick-fil-A works, but they're fantastic. No money up. You don't put any money down. They pay you a salary. You just have to be there. And they build a store for you, do all that stuff for you. And all you do is stay there and you have to do it for two years, I think. And then the third year, you're on your own, which is a fantastic model that I would in a minute. It's tough to get in. You're absolutely right. It's tough to get in. But that was one of them that I looked at that I thought was going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal story, but it just didn't work. Not that this isn't just as good or better. I don't have to stay uh, there on the weekends and at nighttime and miss out on my family. But that was one of the things. Check cashing was another one, which my wife is like, you're crazy. Who would check cash? But (laughs) it just depends, ROI, and, and if it makes sense for you as a business. But that was kind of where I was going to at least try to stay. And I ended up saying, I want to stay where I'm still kind of in the investment world, but I'd still help people and want to do the uh, retail space, which is extremely tough and hard on, on someone. Work-life balance yeah. was, was going to be tough. So tough to balance in those places that are not office hours. Correct. Correct. It's open all the time. It's tough. That's interesting about Chick-fil-A. 